Hello and welcome to Having a Yak. We are back again. It's been a while. It's been about a month since, since we recorded one. Seems like longer, but probably right. Yeah, you'll notice that the set has changed uh, a, a little bit. We have another human with us this time. That human is Chris. Chris, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. I'm waving at the camera for anybody who's not watching. Uh, my name's Neil. Uh, joined, of, of course, with Brent here as, as well. As usual. Hello. As usual. And uh, this is the podcast where we talk about life. We answer people's mm-hmm. questions. Uh, this is the first time we've had three people on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, a menage a trois. Yeah, the, di- the dynamic has changed a little mm. bit. I have prepared some questions and some topics for us to discuss. Ooh, Interesting. Okay. Uh, some are... You got a little hint. I asked you a question before we started this. So, mm-hmm. one eleven. Yes, one eleven. The first thing I want to talk about is the recent news story that came out mm-hmm. uh, regarding the Swiss Air Flight one eleven. Uh, have you seen this, Brent? The Sprint. Have you seen this, Brent? Uh, have you uh, seen this recent story? Well, I've seen a story about uh, there's still missing things like a Picasso painting and other things. Yes. That have not been recovered from the flight. And uh, diamonds, I think <clears throat> five pounds of diamonds mm-hmm. or something. So there's millions of dollars worth of things. Mm-hmm supposedly still in this plane now what's your opinion on treasure hunting it's illegal apparently it is now it wasn't but now it, it is. wasn't when uh well i think when this plane went down um they had closed a two kilometer square grid that you couldn't go in and the rcmp i'm pretty sure would um they'd patrol this area anybody caught in there doing anything would be in trouble it was illegal. And then when that stopped, you you could go dive and and take stuff, I think. Now, this is just skimming the article that mm-hmm. I sent you. Um, and I think that recently changed in the last five years or something like that, where you can't go and take things from um, shipwrecks. The other thing, too, was that you could get a treasure hunting license for a ship that had had sunk, but you could be like, oh, look what I found over here very close to that. We weren't even looking for this, but look, diamonds. Oh. I think you could do that, too. Do you think it's illegal because they don't want people to have what they know is on board or because it's a safety issue and they don't want to have to rescue people? I think if you're a treasure hunter, I, I think that maybe you have skills or you were actually being commissioned to go and uh, and find that. Okay. Interesting. What do you, hmm. how do you how do you feel? I'm if you go back through history, uh salvage operations would often go to shipwrecks and dive on them uh and recover and get to keep whatever they recovered. But uh that was probably from an era when it was a lot harder to identify who owned what long after mm. something had happened. Even with the Titanic, uh, certainly with other more modern shipwrecks and things, the Costa Concardia, whatever, you can probably locate the owner of, of yeah. almost every item you could find down there sure. if you tried hard enough. And I and think that's how we know that the diamonds were on there and the yeah. Picasso was on there because of the manifest. Like mm-hmm. I know that the principle used to be in the past, if you wanted to spend the time and money and risk the that time and money and maybe even your health or your life to go and do dangerous things like trying to salvage shipwrecks, then you got to keep what you found, hmm. and and I understand that. And if if you're looking for something that sunk 300 years ago with a bunch of gold bullion on it or something, sure, go for it and keep your stuff. But with modern day disasters, I don't feel the same way. And I don't know if there's a logical difference there, but uh, I think if someone found something that there's no other way to get it, 
um, they should at least have to share it or somehow remain hmm. uh, responsible to the original owner in some way. I, I don't know. So if this stuff was found and it was donated to a museum, would that be okay versus keeping it for, for yourself? I guess it would depend on the item. If the item were simply a historical artifact, uh, let's say some rich Hollywood Stars Academy Award was found, mm -hmm. I could see that being a museum piece. But if it was just a box of diamonds that didn't have a particular value other than the monetary value, I wouldn't think that would make much sense having that in a museum. That should be liquidated. If you knew who owned it from the, um, from the, the aircraft manifest... <clears throat> what about the Titanic? Obviously, that's a little more difficult to get to because it's so deep. Mm. But is any is that is that considered treasure hunting? I think it is. I think it is. You mean like legal treasure hunting? Yeah. Right. I believe so. Everybody who was on the Titanic or was rescued from it before it sank is long dead mm -hmm. now. Uh, so there's no direct connection to ownership of any property other than what their descendants would feel right. attached to. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff in museums from the Titanic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And most of those things are things that probably just floated to the surface while it was sinking, like deck chairs and things like that. Yeah, could be. Mm. Um, but most of the stuff that was way, way down, it had to be recovered by James Cameron's operation there to mm -hmm. uh, bring it back up, and that was horribly expensive. You can't expect people to go through all of that and learn a lot about that shipwreck and learn a lot about science and other things and expect them to do it as a matter of donation of their time and money mm. to, to find this out without having mm. some economic return. Now, James Cameron, having been a movie producer, making a movie about the Titanic, I think he made out okay. Yes, he did. Whether he, he found anything or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you. Just hypothetically, you're on the beach in Prince Edward Island, you're looking for sea glass and a bag of diamonds waves uh, is on a wave and it crashes at your feet and you pick it up and it's labeled day? swiss air flight 111 oh okay it's five pounds of diamonds there's millions of million dollars worth of diamonds millions of dollars worth uh do you keep it or do you contact swiss air i would <laughs> <laughs> i i would make contact i would have yeah. to I, it for me it's all about having a good sleep at night um, yeah, I would too. Yeah, I, I would make contact. Would you do? I would as well, but I might open it up and take one. Really? For my, for, I, for my I troubles. I like to think that somebody would reward the person that found that and took the millions of dollars of diamonds, brought them back, mm -hmm. and said, hey, you didn't have to do this. There was nothing. You could have taken all these diamonds down mm -hmm. to somewhere, and you could have. So here is, thank you, here's a diamond. Or two. If that is, I like to think that. And if, if that happened, I'd, I'd say, thank you for doing that. And here's the diamond that I had as collateral for the <laughs> diamond that you're going to get me. <laughs> That's a dick move. Yeah, it is. Yeah, That's what that is. You, you are hedging your bets there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but when you do report it, you have to run the risk of not getting that recognition, of not getting anything in return. There's going to be a news story. Yeah, but, but that is part of it. That, that's part of running the risk of being mm. a good person. Sure. I, I have found, not a lot, but I found people's wallets in the, occasionally in the past. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I haven't even thought about opening the wallet other than to find out who owned it. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, I was in Fredericton out for a walk. There was this wallet just popping there on the sidewalk, just sitting there. And I opened it up and I found the gentleman's ID 
and uh, I walked directly to the police. I was out for a walk, and I was headed towards Queen Street where the police station was. I walked mm. it right in and said, here you go. And I gave a statement, gave them my cell phone number, and away we went, and that was it. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely return someone's wallet. So would you take the $5 bill out of that nope. as collateral? Nope, I wouldn't. But you would take the diamond? Absolutely. Because 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 it's millions of dollars versus twenty five dollars. Exactly, and no one needs that amount of money. <laughs> Interesting. Says you. <laughs> Says me. Interesting. Exactly. Um, I've lost my wallet twice and had it returned to me. Oh really? Um, one day it was returned to me before I even knew I lost it. Whoa! And that was a day where it fell out of my um, my my bag at a tennis court, and I was at home working on my bike, and a guy came up and was like, "Here's your wallet." <laughs> um, and before I could even thank him, he turned around and, and left, and everything was in my wallet still. I lost that in Cornwall. Wow. Just up the road from me. And the other time, I lost it at uh, Sobeys, fell out of my pocket, um, and uh, I went back in, and, and uh, they somebody had turned it into the office at Sobeys, hmm. a grocery store here. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Have it's you all ever... about getting points. Karma points. Yeah. Hmm. Are we going to ask me? Uh, have you ever lost your wallet? I don't believe I have. I don't believe I've lost uh, anything like that, wallet, keys, anything. I, I'm so worried about that. But when I walk down the street, people must think I like touching my rear because <laughs> I'm always reaching back and tapping yeah. my pocket back there to make sure the wallet. I'm, I'm constantly hanging on to that. You're Do the same thing with my phone. Oh, yeah, definitely. My phone quite yeah. frequently. And my keys. I always carry two sets of keys on me when I have the wow. car. Wow. Two sets. Hmm. Just because I might lose one, but because I'm so well prepared, I believe I. That's why I haven't lost one. I think I lost a set of keys one time. I think it fell in the garbage can. <laughs> got thrown out. Wow. Yeah. Um, I like to segue on to something different now. Sure. Brand loyalty. Ooh. This is a conversation that I've had independently with each of you. Hmm. Um, but I wanted to ask you a more specific question. Now we've Brent, you and I have talked about maybe the opposite of brand loyalty uh, a few times. Brand disloyalty. Yeah, brand disloyalty. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you guys the question, what brand would you consider yourself to be most loyal to? It could be a car manufacturer. It could be um, an electronics manufacturer. Uh, and maybe not like loyal as in, I will only buy this product and nothing else. It has to be this. I, I kind of feel that way with LG TVs. I much prefer LG TVs over Samsung or any other. But, I mean, if if there's a good deal on a Samsung TV, I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. But I prefer LG. Mm -hmm. uh, I will avoid Apple as much as possible. So that's not really my question. The opposite of my of my question. But I know that we have a very, a very prominent Apple fan here in Chris. So. It's, it's, not, it's not an Apple fan. Um, I think that Apple does things to in, to make themselves a trillion dollar company that is uh, 100% dirty and underhanded and unnecessary like the lightning connector mm -hmm. you guys are assholes for that yeah um it's part of what keeps me with apple is uh, entirely because they make the software and the hardware I might feel differently if I had a Microsoft Surface because it is made by Microsoft and it runs Microsoft Windows. I, my MacBook recently died, so this comes up at a time where I'm yeah. like, do I trust? Now it's seven years, and it worked fantastic for seven years. 
I don't remember having a laptop that worked the way it did day one on the day it died. It was always, I have to get rid of this thing because it's so slow or screws were falling out of it or mm. like just junk. I'm not, I'm not loyal to Apple. Okay. Well, what brand are you loyal to? Receiver Coffee. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I it's rare that I buy coffee from anybody else but Receiver. Huh. In fact, the coffee I brought here today was from Receiver, and it's out of my way to get there. Uh, can you buy their coffee in in like bags to make it home and stuff? I do. Okay. Yeah, that's what I. Do. So that, that's your home coffee as well. It's my home coffee, my work coffee. I did buy some from another local brewer um, recently, um, and it was Kettle Black, and it was good. Like, but it's a little bit more out of my way. Hmm. Um, yeah. So Receiver Coffee is uh, located in two locations now, I guess, yeah. in Charlottetown. Do they have anything outside of town? Uh, they're they're actually in throughout the Maritimes now. Oh, they are. You, okay. you can buy it I was outside aware. of, of yeah. PEI. And once they got the commercial, their commercial sized coffee roaster, they're able to supply hmm. uh, a wholesale market. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. But, I don't know. You? What about you? Brand loyalty. I'm trying to think. Like, I, I'm very happy with the last couple of vehicle purchases I've made from Toyota. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not to the extent that that I'm only ever going to be a Toyota person. In mm. fact, the vehicle I'm dreaming about next time is not a Toyota. Not for any particular reason. I'm not unhappy or particularly happy, but uh, there's things other manufacturers are doing that I that I like. I want to try out. So yeah, you've got your eye on... Uh, Something a little interesting. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Subaru Crosstrek. That's kind of what he's... That makes your nipples hard too, doesn't it? Not really. I, no. I, I like it, but hmm. Subaru has treated, um, you know, the TFL guys on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Subaru won't lend any vehicles to them whatsoever. They refuse to give them vehicles. They're the only manufacturer that they can get vehicles from. And because of that, I would. I don't think I'd ever buy Subaru. Really? What are they hiding? The first thing I come up to is like, why won't they give them a car? What are they hiding? Oh, they're not hiding anything. They explain the story like multiple times. They took a Subaru Outback uh, up some trail or whatever, and it wouldn't go. It had a throttle limiter in it because it didn't. Get, it couldn't provide enough traction, and it couldn't get up, so it limited the throttle. Like had it floored, and it wasn't doing anything. And yeah, I wouldn't give them a car if it made they me also bad scratched it a little tiny bit. Well, that happens. That's not uncommon for no those kind those. Those, uh, not rentals, but those... I owned a Subaru. Yeah. I wouldn't buy another one. But that was 20 years ago. It was, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean... a 20-year-old car. It's because of that. Like, it's not their fault that their vehicle wouldn't go up the trail, a trail that a lot of other vehicles and manufacturers' cars do. So they got a little butt hurt. They took their ball and they went home. I don't like that. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't like that. So... Yeah. Like, I mean, rather than explaining our car's not designed to do that. Uh, I think it was, though. The OPEC has something called X X mode, I think, or something, which sure. is specifically made for off-road. I didn't see the, I didn't see the episode, so I'm not sure what they took it up. Yeah. Like, if they took it up, like, whatever one they take all of their trucks up. Yeah, that's that's the one. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, it's an all-wheel drive car. Like... <laughs> Now, having said, I would. I've been considering a cross track. Uh, <coughs> I, I'm also considering buying it off island, because I heard some things about the local dealer from another fellow who bought a cross track very recently. Oh, really? 
and he dealt with the local dealer at first, uh, but didn't think he was getting the value that he thought he ought to be getting for his trade-in. Oh. So he eventually uh, connected with the dealer off-island and purchased it there. When the local dealer found out that he had bought his vehicle off-island, according to this friend of mine, the dealer phoned him and gave it to him on the phone. Like gave it, gave him grief. Really? That's a good reason not to buy a Subaru yeah. at all. And then said something to the effect that, uh, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> For like, I don't know what that means. And he doesn't know what that means. But if a dealer is that vindictive. Wow. Like, I think they mean, hey, if you ever come in here and you mm, need something done yeah. with your vehicle. That's the problem. You know, so, so that has backed me away a little bit. Because huh. uh, I don't really want to buy off island, frankly. Mm-hmm. And if Toyota comes out with a forerunner that I can afford and that looks nice and that your mother accepts the color of it. A uh, forerunner? Or a RAV4, RAV4 or, or whatever, you know, really any mm-hmm. vehicle, then I'll probably be fine with that. Like, I'm, I'm really not married to a particular manufacturer on cars, but I'm trying to think of other things that I'm loyal to. Probably five years ago, I would have said Heinz Ketchup. Mm, <laughs> and we've already discussed that. Yeah, so. right. Uh, yeah, I can... I can see you driving to Toyota for probably the rest of your life, but what are you loyal to? Mm, I like upper deck cards. I don't like tops or pinnacle, or that's very minor though. I, the majority of cards available are upper deck. So, mm-hmm. like in in ham radio, well, there's several manufacturers of of radios that that are all good. Like I have. ICOM stuff, I have Kenwood mm-hmm. stuff, and I have Yesu stuff, and I have Alinko stuff, and they're all good. And there's nothing that th- that would keep me with one if I saw an, an attractive feature on another. In that way, I think I'm probably not as attached to brand loyalty as maybe I would have been in the past. Okay. Or, you know, I, I'm, it's more about what have you done for me lately and what can you do for me tomorrow? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, if we talk about cameras. Mm. Uh, I was just thinking about yeah, cameras. You and I shoot Canon. Yeah. I would not switch to a Nikon DSLR. And not because it's a Nikon, because they do everything backwards. You have to screw in the lens backwards. The zoom, you have to zoom it the other way. It's it's just completely opposite of what I'm used to with Canon. That doesn't mean that I don't have other cameras that aren't Canon. The vid- the You're watching a video right now on a Sony Handycam. So I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm loyal to Canon, but I would never probably own another DSLR other than Canon or Sony probably. So my entire reason that I, I have an abandoned Canon is because you know, it's a similar kind of an Apple thing where you invest in the infrastructure that is provided by Canon. So you've got a bunch of Canon lenses and you can't just abandon that without selling all that stuff, moving mm-hmm. on and it's expensive. So they, they, they rope you in same as Apple. They rope you in mm-hmm. like the phone works with the Mac. Like iTunes sucks on Windows. Oh, it's terrible. Right? I can't imagine changing my phone because iMessage on being able to text and send attachments from a computer is worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Like when we're communicating by text message, I am 100% typing it from a computer with a real keyboard and I can drag and drop stuff in there. And that's why I use ha- Google Hangouts. wonderful. Yeah, Hangouts. You're the only person... That uses Google Hangouts. So no, you're the there's two oh. of us. <laughs> I, you never message me, so you Lit- can't. Literally <laughs> everyone I talk to, I talk to on Google Hangouts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you text me if you're driving or if you're out and about. That's that's one of the reasons why, 
because it's not integrated with my phone. I can't, mm -hmm. like, if you send me a hangout, I can't get my phone to read it. I can't, nothing. It is, it's got to sit there until I can stop mm -hmm. and do it safely. All right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Good discussion. Uh, now, I've already asked Brent this question. I've answered this question. It is tradition for anyone on this podcast to answer this question. <laughs> what is your most embarrassing poop story? <laughs> I don't have any of them that are embarrassing because I'm okay with myself. <laughs> okay. To be honest with you, I've myself twice in public. <laughs> okay. Well, what's the most egregious poop story you have? What's the most frightening? All right, let's define yourself um what do you mean <laughs> well there's it's pretty black should, and white brown, brown and white as the yeah. case may be if, if you your pants that means whatever you were wearing is now garbage mm, right yes you, you've your pants there's mm. now in your pants use the p word what use the p word because I, I have to you have to edit this yeah because iTunes you can't say the s word on iTunes so every no time you say way. the s word I have to bleep it oh so you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought this was for grown-ups. I know, right? You have to bleep it? For iTunes, you can't say that word in iTunes. You can't swear at all on iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's poop. Huh. It's okay. All right. But this isn't as funny if I say poop. I think it's more funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so if you followed through and now <laughs> you, you're... Your your pants are now garbage. You can't wear them from where you were. I've never had that happen. Okay. I've never followed through enough <laughs> to have to follow through. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like uh, the 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 volume, a the fart. amount, the amount that comes out. <laughs> a fart you thought was okay, and then you follow through. So it's it's a shark. Can you say that? <laughs> yeah, you can say shark. <laughs> you can say shark. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we were leaving the diner one time and... Uh, Wait, what did you have to eat? I, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. It, wasn't, it was not related. All right. It no. could not have possibly moved that fast. Oh, but I can tell you what probably did it. It was cream of wheat that morning. Oh. I, can, I can tell you exactly what both of these things did. So, uh, the, the instigators or, or the, um, mm. the start. Okay, so we were leaving a diner and uh, I farted. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit came out. How old were you? Oh my god, like twenty something. <laughs> okay, twenty five. Okay. Oh my god, it might even be older than that. Amber, Amber knows because Amber is with me. So anyway, we walk out and like, you know, I fart, and I'm like, huh, that smells <laughs> a lot worse than I ever thought it would. And so we were about to get in the car, and this is this is the deciding factor. Is when we go to get in the car, oh. I know that if I were to sit. <clears throat> Whatever had come out mm. would spread. <laughs> right. Right? So I made I made the call. Uh, Amber got in the car in the passenger seat, and I got in, and I, I kind of stuck my head in. I'm like, I think I'm going to go back in. Like, I might have to poop. <laughs> yeah. So I went back in, and then I just discovered the severity of the situation. <laughs> and um, it, you know what, though? It, it didn't follow through. It didn't, I did not have to reduce myself by one layer of clothing. Oh. So I've that's never happened to me. I've never had to reduce a layer of clothing. So I sharded a little bit, came out. I cleaned myself up and got in the car, and I told Amber. So you guys would have just started dating at this point, 15 it was, years ago. It was 
within the first year. Hmm. Yeah. That's, She's still there. She's still there, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so the second time that I followed through, I can... So the first one I blamed on cream of wheat. I've not had it since. And <laughs> <laughs> the second time... And I don't know if you knew this, but um, the skin of cucumber is a is a, uh, a laxative. Oh. Did you know that? I did not. I looked it up later and I learned. Okay. The skin of cucumber is a laxative. Mm-hmm. Good to know. I ate an entire cucumber. Whoa. Mm. Cucumbers are big. They can be. It was <laughs> cut up. I didn't just take a cucumber and just gnaw on it. It was cut up. Didn't eat it like a banana? No, I didn't. No, or a carrot. I didn't eat it like that. No. That's uh, a... It's a shame. No. Well, I guess. So um, we were going. We were walking up the uh, the driveway of an open house, walking along, walking along. I fired and I turned around and <laughs> at myself. And I'm just like, "No, you didn't." Like, yeah, I did. We got to go home. <laughs> get, so, that bleep, um, get that bleeper ready. Don't, don't how put it away you? just yet. Yeah. No, I'm I'm sorry, but <laughs> how long ago, how long ago was that? <clears throat> Probably like a year or two after, in time. And I, I was walking along, and I. I farted, and I just, right on my heel, I just turned around. I got my, <laughs> I got my pants, I gotta go home. Okay. And Amber's like, you're kidding me. Again? <laughs> right. So those are the two times cool. I have I'll, uh, I oh, have followed through. I will allow it. Okay. I have a question for you specifically. Oh, for me specifically. And it could right. even be turned into a little debate, maybe. Uh-oh. Um, I don't debate well. Why Take my ball and go home. Why won't you travel to the United States of America? Um, and don't say just. I don't. I well, I don't have a passport. Yeah, don't say that. I've never. I've never. You know, really. I don't think that there's anything in the. Mm, Is it Trump related? Partly. But even before Trump, you didn't want to really. It wasn't. It wasn't on my list of things. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a better reason. So now, um, I don't know. There's just nothing. I don't. And without. I don't want to be offensive. I don't like the gun culture in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind and in some of the Facebook groups that I'm in for vehicle related, there are far too many people carrying handguns in their vehicles down there. Yeah, people are like, I, I, why? Here's where I hide my gun. It's, they don't even hide it. Oh, yeah. It's just right there. There's like a magnetic mount right next to the gear shift and... I don't know, man. People lose their mind driving sometimes, and I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. no. And you hear about that. Oh, People there's definitely road rage. Shot related. in the yeah, face absolutely. because they cut somebody off. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in Canada, I don't feel that. I don't feel like everybody has a gun here. Mm-hmm. And I like that. But that's not, you know, that's not, that's one of the reasons why I'm not really a big fan of crossing the border. Um there's just a lot of Canada that I haven't seen that I should see before I start going to other countries. And there's nothing wrong with that mindset. And if that's one hundred percent true. Like, like, why? And that, like, there's I don't know. I guess that's really my my core value is like see Canada and then spend your time and money hmm. to see other countries. Maybe. Interesting. Sure. And then there's there's a there's a big Trump thing. Like I don't know how I would react running into a Trump supporter, who had one of those hats that said oh. "make." Like I just, I would probably cringe in disgust. So someone that has been to the United States a lot, mm-hmm. uh, how yep. do you feel about what he's saying? Do you? I understand it. Yeah, I don't share. 
Um, I don't feel unsafe when I'm in the U.S., but I also take very great care to do things that are not going to put me in jeopardy, too. I'm never going to flip someone the bird in the States. You know, not, not that I do it here either, but <laughs> uh, when I'm driving down there, I realize I'm a guest in their country. Uh, I have a foreign license plate. Everyone can tell that I'm not a local, that I'm probably not armed. <laughs> so uh, I, I behave accordingly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little more meek and mild-mannered when I'm down there just to make sure that I don't uh, take anybody off. Uh, but I'm not really worried about an altercation or anything. I found the average everyday folk uh, that you run into in the run of the day is identical to our people up here. I completely agree. There's a, yeah. I think there's a big misconception about all Americans are rude and, and d- like just it, it, specifically internationally in Europe. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like Americans. I will much. say that I don't think all Americans are rude. No, no. And yeah, I never, no, I, I never yeah, thought that I you just want to make that, sure that but. everybody, like, I just think you're all armed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the majority, if not all of the Americans that I've met while in America have an absolutely wonderful people mm-hmm. and much like Canadians. So oh, yeah, we're, I agree. We're, with we're so much alike. But but Chris is correct. There is a different culture down there. And and that culture manifests itself differently when it comes to religious observance for, you know, political connection with, you know, churchy, mm. church going and that kind of thing. And then the, there is a massive gun culture down there. And I think it's to the point where it will never get back in the bottle. Like in Canada, we never got there. Mm. And so therefore... I think we have much better chance of controlling it. But even now, Canada doesn't have a handgun ban, but we have very significant restrictions on oh, handguns. Huge you, restrictions. You can't have a handgun unless you're a collector uh, or in a shooting club of some kind, or you need it for work, like you're a cop or a border guard or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Otherwise, you can't have a handgun. And people will join a target shooting club just for the privilege of getting a handgun, and even if they don't really care about target shooting, they just want the gun. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have the gun in the house. But I- even then, it has to be locked up and, yeah, and all of that. But that hasn't stopped a tremendous amount of gun violence in places like Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you, you know, g- get that back in the bottle, I- even in Canada. But in the States, it's too, way too far gone. I, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. And uh, I, I totally understand why there are millions of people who think they have a God-given right to have a firearm because they interpret the Second Amendment of their Constitution in such a way that everybody... Written in what year? Yeah, well, it's 1784 probably. Or Guns or were different then. back then. <laughs> well, and if you look at the entire amendment, and this is the, the, the case I would have when I, if I was ever discussing this issue with someone down there, and I don't have the exact wording, but it's a militia being important for the safety of the land, the right to bear arms shall not be abridged or something like that. And to me, I could live with that if someone said, okay, in order for you to have a gun, you must be a member of the National Guard. You have to go through military training, you have to learn how to shoot it, and mm-hmm. you have to be called up or call upable in the event of a disaster or emergency. So if you want to maintain your membership in the National Guard, you're fine to have your gun. Because that that involves a whole bunch of checks and training and all that kind of stuff that right. just happens. And it also is included in the Second Amendment, the way I read it. Okay. And I'd be okay with that. Because uh, Obama knew that he, when he was in power, he knew he couldn't get rid of guns. Oh, yeah. He wanted to, so he could try to get rid of bullets instead. And everyone went crazy and just bought stock, like, just stockpiled bullets. And so uh, that didn't work either. No. And kind of backfired. But anyway... Yeah, um, like there's, it's to the point now where uh, there's a there's a, a town in Texas I read about years ago, uh, 
but apparently the town in Texas made a bylaw locally that everybody had to have a gun. <laughs> oh. And you had to have one. You had to know how to use it. And you had to have it in your house. And you had to have it accessible. Guess what the crime rate is in that town? Zero. Zero. <laughs> so there are people who can argue that th- there's the other side of that coin. If right. everybody was armed and everybody knew everybody was armed, maybe a lot less of this stuff would happen. It's only when the criminals have guns knowing that no one else does mm-hmm. that they get away with what they get yeah, getting away with. Yeah, for sure. And so I understand that argument. I don't agree with it all the way, but I, I understand why reasonable, intelligent people can think that way, and that's fine. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, we'll end it there. Hmm. I have another topic that could be debated and will be debated and we have debated it endlessly in the past couple of weeks so this question is for you brent because it you need to you're the tiebreaker if you're looking at shelves (laughs) (laughs) and there are six shelves on like say you're in shoppers drug barn right and you're in the men's section there's six shelves do you count the shelves wait can you get me that bottle of shampoo off the second shelf? Okay. Where do you reach? Top or bottom? I would reach the second from the top. Yeah. Like the rest of the world should. No. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, okay, I'll qualify it. Because if the shelf is in front of me and the top shelf is at eye level, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that the second shelf would be the first one down from the top. But if the shelf is up high in the wall so that the bottom shelf is at eye level, I would probably consider the second shelf to be the one that's just above it. What if you were building building the whole display and you were putting in six shelves? What would be the first, what would be the second shelf? Where, where am I putting the shelves when I'm done? Sitting on the floor or is it... Uh, you're, you're building. This, this is this is interesting. He he he's he, he's manipulating the question so that you will say I'm putting no. the second shelf in, which is the, <laughs> the the one after one the one you just put in, which happened to be the way you build them is from the bottom to so the top. Regardless of eye line or anything, you would still consider the second shelf to be the second highest. Normally, yes. Why? No, not including the eyeline thing. Well, there's there's an expression called top shelf. Yeah, there is top shelf. Top shelf, uh, which would be like oh, which would be number one shelf. That is number one thing you're doing there. So the thing underneath it would be number two shelf. Mm Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Bottom of the okay. So and so when you go to New York City and you go on the (laughs) Rockefeller Center. Mm Mm-hmm. First floor on top? Nope. Why? Because they built it from the bottom up. They build shelves from the bottom up? I don't know. I've never built shelves. And if I did, it would be a disaster anyway. Would you build it? If, like, hypothetically, if you're going to build some shelves, would you start at the bottom? I can't even. I can't if I was even. building shelves with racks, like the proper, yeah. if using shelving in a store, yeah. which I've done many times because we used to have a store. Exactly, yeah. I would start at the bottom because you have much easier access yeah. To do things. Like a you building. Have to. Like, like a building. Like a building. But when I'm done, the second shelf's probably the second one from the top. Because I don't care what order I built them. It's when it's I'm going to get something off the shelf, I'm not thinking about how the damn thing was built. I'm thinking about how to navigate to that proper shelf to get what I need. I, I can't even believe that you use you use the the building floors because you always have to start at the first floor which is always going to the bottom. You can't just walk in at the top shelf. What if the t- what if the bottom shelf is that eye line? 
and you have to start there. You need a ladder to it's get still, up to the other shelves. It doesn't matter. It's still the bottom shelf, which is still going to be. The, it, it doesn't doesn't matter. Neil, I, I'm going to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it all comes down to spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are always columns and one to like six, bingo. 65,000 lines. Like spreadsheets bingo. start one to the bottom. 65,536. You got it, right? I completely disagree. The bottom shelf is shelf number one. No, it's not. It never has been. It was never in any of the planograms. Was it ever the first shelf? Just like bar bar graphs, quantity increases as you go higher. Well, now this shouldn't break the tie, but if you look at the TV guide, the default TV guide on our cable package, Mm -hmm. channel one is above channel two on the guide. I'm not saying I like that, but that's the way it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to go down arrow with your remote to go up in channels. Right. Which to this me is, a is dumb. It's a spreadsheet. I know. And, and you and disagree. I disagree with that, with that mapping, channel mapping. I disagree. I disagree also. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with shelves. I, <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's no right answer. It's, a, it's no. a spreadsheet with your, it's the same thing. It's a spreadsheet with your channel guide. Yeah. So that's probably what it is. Well, um, we can agree to a disagree still. The default scroll direction on Apple is backwards from PC. Inverted. Also backwards. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, considering it's Apple. Well, you you <laughs> know you know why they do that though. It's because you move your finger in the same direction that the screen scrolls. So if you want to move the screen down, you drag your finger down. Yeah. Yeah. And you hate it. Uh, I like the magic mouse. You don't like the magic mouse. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't use it in the like, scrolls. Because you don't like it. Direction. Mm. Dumb device. <laughs> it's dead. Device. It's dead, and I don't care. <laughs> All right. Here's another one for you. Let's go. Uh, so the meal that comes with uh, fries and gravy and cheese curds. What do you call oh that? Oh my god! This routine again. I would call it poutine. I would put this in quarantine. You'd say poutine? I would. You wouldn't say poutine? Correct. He's Why? totally addicted to this, like because nicotine. I'm, pr- I'm pronouncing it in English. But you're not pronouncing it how the, the creators pronounce it. That's correct. Well, exactly. So yeah. it should be poutine. When I go to Paris, France, I'm going to Paris, not to Paris. Because I'm pronouncing it the way I want to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if, someone, if someone's talking to me and they say poutine, I'm not going to stop them and say, hold it. It's actually poutine. I'm not going right. to quabble or quabble, quibble or, or quarrel with somebody who pronounces it differently. I would just say poutine because that's what it looks like. When you write it in English pronunciation and use English rules mm-hmm. to interpret that word, it's poutine. All right. If there was no E on the end of it, it would be poutine. Interesting. So someone put an E on it. That's not my problem. <laughs> Two right. against one, well, I'll friend. I still agree to disagree. I still think you're both wrong. In fact, I know you're both wrong. That's fine. <laughs> I'm still going to sleep well tonight. All right, so you're driving a car. You I need, don't even like it. You need to get some gas. Mm-hmm. Or no, actually, you're going to buy a car. Okay. And would you prefer the gas tank receiver to be on the driver's side or the passenger side? Uh, left, driver's side, all the time. Why? Because that's the side I'm on. It's most convenient for That's you. That's the side I can just step out, walk back, and mm. pump. Away I go. Do you see any reason to have it on the other side? 
I really don't. There is one reason that Chris brought up, and it's a good reason. Okay. But it's a ridiculous have reason. Ever, have you ever had a car that had it on the passenger side? I'm sure I have. Even rentals. Remember when it was in the trunk behind oh, the license yeah. plate? Yeah. That was that was the best of, of both worlds, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, um, yeah. No, I... So I had one that had it on the passenger side. And, uh, and the reason I think they put it on the passenger side is because if you ever run out of gas, when you are refilling it, you are on the not the traffic side, refilling your tank from a jerry can. That's a great idea. It, that's, it, that's a great it's reason. It's a safety thing. It is a great reason, but mm-hmm. that's a, it's a reason that should never happen because you should never run out of gas. Did you run out of gas one time? Yeah, but it wasn't our fault. But the you sensor, ran out of gas. No, but you ran out of gas. But the sensor. I've never once run out of gas, but you ran out of gas. But the sensor told us well, we had yeah, over a quarter of a tank. And then you had to stand on the side of the road, dumping it in on the traffic side. I didn't. I got someone else to do it for me. Of course he did. <laughs> a poor I person. Think, I think Barry did it. That yeah. poor person put themselves in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Because but that's a ridiculous reason to prefer. Just You're, you're talking about a, a less than 1% scenario versus the... 99% scenario of you always getting gas and oh, always really being more convenient on the driver's side. I, I don't care either way. I would yeah. I would consider not buying a vehicle if it had it on the the, That's the passenger side. ridiculous. I wonder what's going on in the UK with vehicles, those that are similar in form factor. Like mm. if there's a Toyota Corolla that's in, on sale for the UK market, it would have the right-hand drive. I wonder if it would have the opposite fuel filler situation as well. I'd, I'd just be curious. I don't mm. know. I'm sure there's a... An easy answer. I wonder if if they've That's configured it totally backwards from mm. from what we do. I would. I don't care. I would never not buy a car because it was on the passenger side. I was telling Chris this the other day. Uh, the new <coughs> Volkswagen Jetta uh, is primarily diesel, and in Europe, and they have the plastic connector where you put gas in, the same as in Europe. It has a little hole on the left for the diff fluid, but it's it's capped off so you can't it's like it's been plasticed off or whatever but they didn't manufacture a new plastic piece for the american version of the jetta so do you understand what i'm saying no so there's there's one hole for gasoline correct and diesel diesel, diesel. A, oh no gasoline there's one hole for gasoline wait a minute are we talking about and in my vehicle in your vehicle there's one hole yeah. <laughs> in diesel vehicles, there's two. <laughs> one, for, one for diesel and one for diff fluid. Diff. Diesel something whatever. fluid. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I've filled diesels Di- before, and I've never, I've oh, never this noticed is new. another hole. Oh, yeah, this is new. Okay. Yeah, within the last That's why I didn't understand. Years, you, you have to have a, <clears throat> a, a diff fluid, which helps with, I think, soot in the exhaust. And, it's a, oh. and so if you buy any vehicle, you have a second tank to hold this crap, and... If it runs out of the crap, your your vehicle will run in um, a limp mode, like safety mode or yeah, yeah safe mode, or and yeah. it's an emissions thing. <clears throat> okay. That's all it is. Anyway, yeah, they use the same plastic piece for same spots. They just have one capped off. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's <laughs> I don't know. There is no purpose this. of that. Just <laughs> example of a manufacturer using different. Uh, Things in two locations. So that other stuff, you obviously buy less of it. You don't need to fill it very often. That's correct. Yeah, I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know how long, but it's not like... But all the diesel vehicles have it, even even transfer trucks. They actually have an entire tank, and there's an actual pump at truck stops for DEF. Never Um, know. Definitely annoying. I bet. This question's more for Chris than 
anyone else, what's the weirdest thing you've ever found on a beach? A dildo. <laughs> two of them, actually. Two of them. Same day? Same day, same beach, same place. I Ooh. call it Dildo Beach now. <laughs> Wasn't in Newfoundland, was it? No, it was not, actually. Damn. It was It was in Charlottetown. It was in Charlottetown? I have pictures. I don't have them on my phone, though, but if you wanted to see a beach dildo, I <laughs> can show you pictures of a beach dildo. You'll oh. be able to find it in, in Amber's Instagram. Oh. She's posted uh, beach dildos. Huh? <laughs> okay. um, found a bong once. Huh? Um, I found uh, an explosive device one time. Really? Yeah. The explosive device is something that, that, that people would have been messing around with. It was a, like, a, like a pill bottle that had a bunch of match heads in it. And it was wrapped very, very tightly in a, an electrical tape. And I found that out by my place. And uh, I unwrapped it, not knowing what it was. And obviously it was at a beach, so it was all wet and full of water. But once I unwrapped it, there was, um, there was a fuse. And uh, once I unwrapped it, it was just uh, match heads in it. Very interesting. Mm. Mm. Hmm. What about you? You ever find, find anything weird at the beach? Any After those any stories, I dicks? can't top that anyway. Um, you know, I would have just found odd-shaped odd driftwood or maybe a... Any dildo-shaped you know, driftwood? Not that I can recall, mm. no. I don't think I've ever found anything weird. Pink and beach. purple, if you're wondering what colors oh. I wasn't the really rubber with. penises were. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right, moving on. So what would you do with them? <laughs> I left them where they were so the whales could get their jollies. <coughs> <coughs> what did you just say? The whales the could whales get their do- okay. jollies. Yeah. Um... What's your favorite Adobe program? Adobe Reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't have one. I use them because I have to. I'm not, I don't use them because I want to at all. No, I use them because I have to. I would. I say don't think any of them are great. I'd say Lightroom. Mm, it's okay. It has its flaws, but it's my favorite. Sure. All right. I don't think there's an option. Like, what if you don't use Lightroom? What do you use? Okay. Well, what about Adobe Premiere? I could, well, again, you're stuck using Premiere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could use Vegas, too. I used Vegas back in the day when I was on PC. Sony, it was... Um, Sony Vegas, yeah. Sony Vegas now, but it wasn't made by Sony when I used it. It was great. I thought it was better than Premiere. But it was mm. a long time ago, and Premiere was a hog back then. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I use Adobe because I have to. Okay. I don't like their subscription. I don't like paying. I don't like, like it either. Nearly eighty dollars Canadian. It's crazy, and it changes depending on the U.S. dollar. Just mm-hmm. and I think they charge us Canadian taxes on it, which will fluctuate because it's an American American currency. That wouldn't surprise me. Mm, yeah. Last Adobe fixed that. Last question. Really? Already? Oh, we can we can improvise more. Mm, What's I the grossest that, yeah. food you've ever tried? Mm. What's in that box from Sweden today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've yet to try it. Um, I have to think hard about this, to be honest, because most of the things that are gross, I never think about again. What about that? Ah, uh, no, I guess you had an oyster. I had an oyster lately. No. I would never eat that. Have you ever tried one? You no. don't really eat it. You just I would never. You just swallow it. Oh, you're I would to never eat it. anything that looked like somebody coughed it out of their lungs. That's exactly what it looks like. Exactly. Never touching it. What's the, so what's the grossest thing you've ever tried? Iguana lizard. Huh. And uh, I didn't think it was gross at the time because I thought it was chicken. I thought I, I'd ordered chicken at this uh, little cafe. 
and they gave me a chicken sandwich. The, the meat was moist, and it was a little yellowy than I was used yeah. to, but hey, I ate it. It was great. Chicken, mayonnaise, bread, beautiful. And then uh, afterwards. So it was good until you learned it wasn't what you totally. thought it was. It's all in the mind. Interesting. Yeah, all in the mind. Interesting, because mm. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I but, would be okay with that. But I wouldn't do it again. Like if someone said, would you like a, a iguana sandwich? I'd be like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Knowing that you loved the last iguana sandwich you had. Well, I wouldn't say love, but it was, well, it, was <laughs> it was a good iguana sandwich. Yeah, it was fine. It was but you thought it was chicken, and once you learned it was iguana, you were like, I am out of the iguana business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's all like, <clears throat> so much of it is mental, right? Like you watch Rhett and Link. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Link is eating... A brain of some animal. It's a pig brain Sheep. or something. Sheep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I he's eating that. the brain and he's and he's doing all right. And then Rhett looks at him and says, eat that brain. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the way I'd be. So it's I like to think I could be mind over matter. So I think I you could. I, yeah. yeah, you're the type of person I think I would just could. be like, no, I, I don't care what that is. I'm going to eat it. Mm. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why I can't think of the grossest thing. Could be. What about you? What's the uh, grossest thing you've ever eaten? Octopus potato salad on a cruise. It was gross. Why? It was very rubbery. It was I had ter- calamari that was rubbery. It was squid terrible. But it, it, the crazy thing about that is that somebody makes that and puts it on a buffet or something, mm-hmm. and, and people like that. It was like Vegemite. That's probably number two on my list. Oh, uh, Vegemite was pretty bad. It was terrible. But I don't think we ate it the right way either. It doesn't matter. It was terrible. <laughs> it you would just, be like... You just a, put a dab on your finger and... Yeah, and it was just... I almost yacked. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... It's the equivalent of like taking grape Kool-Aid crystals, like the actual packet, opening that up and eating it. That'd be I did good. that once. That'd be good. It was, was the worst thing. That was the worst thing I ever ate. <laughs> no, it's not. It was so bad. Because no there was way. no sugar. Oh, you yeah, should try it sometime. And it stained my teeth for weeks. And probably changed the color of your poop. I don't know if I swallowed it. It was so bad. Uh, like, it was the Kool-Aid powder. Rip it open, put it in your mouth, and, and the whole bag. Do satchel. Did you ever try putting squirts in your mouth? They're like... <laughs> <laughs> grow up. <laughs> the, fl- <laughs> the flavor uh, squirts. Uh, I, I think it would be a similar experience. It would be well. It would actually be sweet though, because it, it's it's sweetened, right? <laughs> Where the powder was not. There's no sugar. You needed that two cups of sugar, whatever it was. You had to put in Kool Aid. Yeah. But no, it's, it's strong. It is strong. It like, is strong. E- even if you, <laughs> if you, even if you oversaturate your beverage with too much squirt. <laughs> it's Here's a question for you. Prince losing his poo. Would you? Speaking of poo, would you try monkey poo coffee? Sure. There's coffee yeah, made sure. from monkey poo. Well, yeah. I mean, if they eat it and then they digest it. And yeah. They crap I, I think it the out. roasting of the bean would sanitize it. It'd be fine. It'd yeah. be all right. That'd so be you'd try that. Oh, yeah. Just because of coffee. You love coffee. I like coffee. You try? Would you try iguana coffee? Sure. Hmm. I, iguana poop coffee? Like you can't, went through an iguana and you pooped it? Yeah. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> what if it was a little bit yellow? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Interesting. Yeah, no, it's, there's probably and anything too. Is like I would try if I was in a, a foreign country that you know ate pets, that, things that we consider pet. I would like dog. I would try. I'd try dog. You try dog. Yeah. Wow. Try, you try yeah. horse. Sure. Interesting. Because I think it's I think it's like 
I, I don't I think that it's unfair for me to look down at somebody who eats like when I mean, we eat pig and that that and and cow which mm -hmm. are two religious I don't know what religion is but which religion it is and I don't really care but those are <coughs> I don't um, but those are things that they will not eat and like for me to be like oh no I won't eat a dog because we keep them as pets whatever it's mm. pretty narrow-sighted. I think is it Jewish that don't eat pork kosher and Muslims. Mm. Uh, Jews and Muslims will. Uh, it's not part of their. It's not halal or mm. kosher approved. And mm. Hinduism. Hindus don't eat, don't uh, eat beef. Beef. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like, that's fine, cool. But yeah. like, would you get into a fight because somebody eats cow? I wouldn't. Well, there's a. I wouldn't even think it down. I wouldn't even yeah. think poorly of people who eat dog. Whatever. I'm certainly no biblical scholar. But there is a verse of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. I think it's verse 14. And it actually is instructions for people to not obsess about what other people eat or don't eat. Hmm. Like sure. just every, leave everyone alone. Interesting. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's my favorite, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm no scholar of the Bible, but I have read it. And uh, I got to that part and I thought, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we all just do this? You eat meat on Friday. I don't because I only eat fish because I'm a Roman Catholic and... But that's fine. Let's just let and everybody I don't care. do what they... Yeah, I exactly. absolutely mm -hmm. do not care what you eat. Like, I don't care if you're a vegetarian or if you're yeah. vegan. I don't care. But don't come knock at my door and try and spread the good word of yeah, veganism. exactly. Like, that's great. And the reasons you do that, awesome. Back in the day when don't some of care. these religious texts were written, some of the instructions they got that have become food rules but were originally safety rules... Like back, mm, you sure. could not process a pig safely you know, without the proper high temperature cooking and, and curing mm -hmm. and that kind of thing that you can do now. It was just damned unsafe hmm. to eat pork of any kind. So some of it was a religious rule. You just can't, you just can't do that. Just don't, just don't even try. Right. And it became a religious rule. Now, I don't know about the beef thing with Hindus, but, uh, you know, in, in their world, I believe with reincarnation or whatever, they, they believe that attaining higher forms of life includes exactly uh, includes being a member of that species but mm. Uh, mm. um so it's maybe the soul of the person that's really in there so that's why you maybe ought not to probably similar to that. the uh native american mm -hmm. culture but i've got a friend of mine who's uh jewish and he's i wouldn't say he goes to synagogue every week but he does practice for special religious holidays and things if no one's watching, he loves him some bacon and eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, I love bacon and eggs. It's yeah. the best thing ever. Could eat some right now. I think mm -hmm. pork is the most amazing food possible. And I've seen the cute little pig, you know, the pot-bellied pig pet. I, yeah, feel, I, I feel bad, but only for a little while. I don't. <laughs> uh, Once it's cooked, you're fine. <laughs> well, really, ham, bacon, yeah. pork chops, all these different ways you can take that one animal and make it taste so many different ways, and it's all good. It's true. Yeah, it's mm. funny. Uh, that's all I have on my docket. Well, on that note. <laughs> 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 Do you have any, guys have anything you want to talk about? I don't know. Coming it's up not, on about 56 minutes here. Really? Did, feels like the time went by really fast. It did. It, yeah. it really does. Yeah. And when we do these yeah. podcasts, sometimes it ends up being an hour and 20 minutes. And it's just like, well, we just sat down. Yeah. I was looking at my watch during that trivia today. Mm. And I'm like, will this ever end? <laughs> <laughs> have have people been sending in pictures or pictures, uh, questions for have any act? Uh, they have, yeah. But I didn't include any for this specific one because I wanted it to be more. Conversational. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, mm, basically. Yeah, that's cool. Well, then they should send in questions for me. Oh. Oh, yeah. That means you'll next, be back. Yeah, for mm. the next Havaniac. Definitely. Sounds good. We'll do that. We'll have you back uh, either soon or eventually, definitely. Yeah. Um, so thanks, guys, for watching. We, we really appreciate that. Or listening. Um, I know a lot of people listen to this versus watch it. So if you're listening on a bus somewhere on the way to work, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate that. If you could leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play or whatever you listen to podcasts with, that would be great. If you are l watching this on YouTube on our More Post to Post channel, if you could hit the subscribe button if you're not already, that would be awesome. Uh, if you'd like it too, that helps a lot. And uh, we'll see you in maybe a couple of weeks for the next one. And thanks, Chris, for joining me. Mm -hmm. You can find uh, more about Chris over on his channel, his YouTube channel. I'll link that down below or he'll comment on the video and I'll pin it. Uh, on our on the YouTube video itself, and uh, Brent over here mm -hmm. is on Twitter at vy2hf. Correct. And you have your own YouTube channel as I well. I do. It's pretty quiet lately, pretty quiet, but yeah. uh, I'm there. I, I plan to do more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Chris, Chris is also on on Twitter, a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. He's at Spin Photo, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at Post to Post Show. That would be great. So thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, had a lot of fun, and hope you guys had fun listening and watching. Good time. And we will see you in the next one. Adios. Yeah. Yeah.